0: Welcome to the Habibi's Podcast. Three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host, Fawzi Masmar.
1: And I'm Aram Ismail.
0: Well, and I'm Osama Dorias. Actually, I lied. We are four game developers. <laughs> um,
1: today I'm, we are. Today yes, we are.
0: And I'm not sure what kind of beverage we're drinking. But uh, today I have a very <laughs> special guest uh, to introduce to you. It's my, uh, it's my very own uh, brother from the same mother. Uh <laughs> for us. Hello Feras. Hello everyone. And yeah, what my beverage is coffee at the moment.
1: Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <The Aussie. laughs> I know where you're based, but if you're in Europe, that's a pretty late coffee.
2: Uh, it's, it's in Sweden. They just drink coffee all the time.
1: I'm just, I'm not a complicated I mean, team. it's also daytime all the time. So I guess that makes sense.
2: Exactly. The sun doesn't set, The coffee doesn't stop.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is a problem, but I'm not going to dig into it. Yeah. Uh, did you did you did you all see in the Discord? I don't know if you saw this in the Discord the other day, but did you see this really fancy koshary? Yes. yes.
3: Yes, kushiri. yes.
1: Oh,
0: I think it was from yesterday.
1: F- fanciest koshary. <laughs> <laughs> Just disgustingly fancy. You look at it and you're like if I this is a this is one it's like gourmet like it's like high quality 3 mission landstar
2: I like how your brain went to gourmet kushari. For me, it went to sushi train kushari. Because I was just Right.
1: Right. So this is like, but the way it looks, it's prepared too fancy.
3: Yeah,
2: it's, too it was, uh,
1: it's
3: unrecognizable until someone tells you it's kushiri and then you're like, yes, it is. Like you look at all the ingredients, and it's there. Right. but if, if you had asked me to guess, I would not have guessed what it was. Right. It was this is a place just,
0: in Sweden Then for us, uh, maybe we need to hit it up right? and get some fancy <laughs> it kushiri.
1: Just, it just <laughs> really made me want to make fancy kushiri is what I'm saying. Uh, like I want to try and make that because it looks it looks beautiful. Uh, maybe you can convince some like non-Arabs to give it a go, you know, because they look at couscous and they're like, "This is carbs and carbs and carbs and carbs and carbs. This is not a meal." Um, maybe when you make it fancy, they'll go like, "Oh, distinguished," you know.
0: <laughs> I was chatting with some friends the other day. Um, they're from India, and they were talking about um, how um, like a, a street food equivalent of a burger. There is made out of a potato, like it's a potato uh, patty inside of a bun. So it's oh. up, you know, a carbs on carbs. Okay. And they were like, I'll take that over a beef burger any day of the week. Like, <laughs> really? Because it's like, it's this potato thing is mixed with like so special types of herbs and stuff. And they were like, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, well. And okay. I would like to try that. Uh, you know, like I, well, I've so- had the, you know, like, you know, the eggs and potato that they have in Spain. What do you call it? The, the tortilla. Yeah. They yeah, put yeah, that yeah. inside the, inside of a sandwich. They call it a bocadillo. So it's basically eggs and potato in a sandwich. That it sounds delicious to me. That's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry,
1: I didn't, I didn't mean to derail everything. Uh, uh, Feroz, uh, so, thank you so you much for being here. You should know better than to start
0: the food conversation of this podcast. <laughs> right, on. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Okay,
1: Ferus, did you play any? Did you play any games? Did you watch any movies? Let me kick it back to where we were supposed to go. Uh, Sweet. Right.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I haven't been playing any food-related games. Uh, so. <laughs> So recently, I've actually discovered uh, for uh, for Honor. Uh, uh, it's on the Game Pass. So, and actually, like the Game Pass, is really awesome because you you, 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 I don't need to talk about. Let me just, just, we're, just. We're basically just sponsored, sponsored for... by the by the by the Game Pass. <laughs> we should
1: before, be. Before before we continue this okay. conversation, uh, hmm. did you like For Honor?
2: Yeah. So I
3: was pleasantly okay. surprised. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Okay. Really, that, Osama, you can breathe easily. Thank you, Sammy, <laughs>
3: Because you know I worked on frauder, right? You mentioned it. I tensed up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm happy. I liked it. Actually, this would make this conversation way easier. At can. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any of the bits that I did not like, such as uh, actually, never mind. Because because in a game like that, it's actually very hard to know which one, which person worked on which parts and all that sort of stuff. So I'll chat with you offline about this, this summer, But
0: yeah,
2: uh, well, someone but made all actually... the parts you liked. So. All so the you parts liked you liked. Exactly. <laughs> so, Anything so, you didn't like wasn't me. It's all the economy <laughs> and the progression. Then most probably That's what <laughs> you <usually> look at. <laughs> no, but I was actually like I came into this game uh, like expecting something close to chivalry, something kind of like. Yeah. You know, uh, like a, me- a melee multiplayer game, closer to you know maybe Battlefield or even like Call of Duty than what I expected. It's actually more like a fighting game, and exactly. I've been enjoying it uh, so much. It's uh, it has all the pluses and the negatives of a fighting game as well. Like uh, there's so many characters you need to learn, so many combat stances, and yeah. at the same time there's the same rage you get whenever you lose. Like usually I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very chill person, but like it's MOBAs, uh, more buzz, uh fighting games, and sometimes Fawzi are the three things that make me get angry sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Guilty as <of> source. <choice. laughs> but I've been enjoying like the depth of it, the different kind of uh, characters you have. It made me realize a bit, uh, a couple of things about, for example, like Julius Caesar, most probably he was like a very chill guy, because if I get stabbed by a lot of people, I get like way more angrier in the game <laughs> than, than he was in the play. But just like the level of depth of the combat, the different game modes, I, I don't know, it was, I, I can't let go of it. I thought I'm just going to play like a couple of sessions, but now I'm playing almost every night with, uh, with my friend.
3: You're making me very happy. You're you're just, like, saying everything right to be a return guest. I'm just letting you know.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm
2: totally not venting stuff out on the side of the (laughs) (laughs) chance. No, but, like, uh, great job, Osama, and the team on this game. uh, It's super unique Mm -hmm. as well. I I really like it when games on this scale actually try new stuff that, like, I actually feel like I'm playing something new when I'm playing it. And Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen so often on projects on this scale, so... Yeah, k- kudos to you guys and everyone who worked on it. It's it's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, on behalf of
3: the team, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, someone just accepted an award, it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of the team back home, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Guys, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm... Uh... On the other end of... uh, I've been trying to uh, fill uh, a hole, uh, basically a gap of games that I haven't played because I was playing Dota 2, which ranges for, I think, like five or seven years.
0: So... uh... Mm It's a, it's a common things that happen for people to play Dota. Like um, yeah, Dota players, really? you ask them, you ask them, hey, do you play games like other games? What other games? I only play Dota. <laughs> other games came out in the, in the past ten years. We didn't hear about exactly. Like people use Dota as an example
2: for the ten thousand hour rules, where like you know, you, if you play ten thousand hours of something, you're usually a master, and that game usually breaks that because if you play ten thousand hours, you're just about average now. You're now average. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, there was. This statistic ones that I have saw like when Overwatch came out uh, in which like when Overwatch came out all, uh, all the other games um, affected uh, like a number of concurrent users were affected on Steam um, uh, and like the numbers kind of dropped because people wanted to check Overwatch out with the exception of Dota that like no, no, no game came out. We're just doing our thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing impacts it, even sporting events or whatever.
0: Yeah, but as a
2: as a result of playing uh, Dota back in the days, I haven't played uh, Mass Effect. So I've uh, oh. I got the Legendary Edition. It's a good time to play the Remaster. I'm playing the first one, which everyone is telling me to just power uh, through it to some degree. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the combat yeah. leaves something to you know,
1: yeah. right. I, th- I think uh, I, I don't even think you necessarily need to skip it. It's just it feels out of place in the in the trilogy because two and three are way more of a cover shooter kind of game. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one is like one is Dragon Age if you replace all the swords with long distance weapons.
3: Yeah, right. right.
1: So um, in in a way, it's just a very different game, and I think a lot of people sort of bounce off of the RPGness of it. Yeah. um you could really feel the three C's get better from game to game like right. in the
3: third one I forgot completely but I just started playing it and the third one there's no stamina you could run forever and I'm like yes I wish that was the case in the first one like the little things like that where they're just or the oh, the, the way shepherd.
1: that Shepard was just gaining endurance, you know, like at the start of the, at the, it's just a storytelling thing. At the start of the thing, he's a super soldier that can run for four and a half meters. And then he's tired. That's how super soldiers are. <laughs> of course.
2: Of course. Anyway, how are you enjoying it? I'm, I'm really, I'm focusing on the narrative and like with the character building. I'm getting like really into the codex and that sort of stuff. So I'm really nice. enjoying that. There's uh, a lot of that. I think yeah. my shepherd is a bit uh, of a psychopath. I think like it's very <laughs> unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a lot that I'm mentioning. It's my shepherd. It's not me making all these weird decisions because it's like super right. super calm that I, I make like these very rash uh, decisions. But I'm but I'm enjoying it uh, so far. And again, like I think even when the combat gets a bit weird, I'm just focusing on. I, w- I really want to. Uh, Get back to like get to Mass Effect 2 because I hear that's right. the, basically the the masterpiece in the trilogy. So,
1: uh, yeah, it's, but it's
3: so far it's good.
1: Nice, nice. Glad to hear. Um, Osama, weren't you playing Mass Effect as well?
3: I actually just beat Mass Effect 2 with the, all the DLCs and everything. Um, I really love it. I'm, I, I mean, it, I. Couldn't, like I told you before, I've mentioned it a few times, but I couldn't really, like the the whole memory of Mass Effect 1, 2, 3 was kind of fuzzy in my mind. Um, I had, in my memory, I had merged the, um, how do I mention the missions without spoiling it for Farah? So there were two missions that were kind of similar. One of them was the last mission. I merged them in my mind and I thought they were the same mission and I couldn't remember what the last mission was. So when that first mission happened, I'm like, hey, where were my choices? You know, there's supposed to be choices in this mission. And when I got to the last one and I had them, it felt a lot more impactful. The game had structure. I loved it. It felt like a heist game. Um, mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Like that whole build your team, they each have their specialty, and then go and do the thing that, like, and, and you get to, if you were paying attention, you get to decide who goes and does what. That right. felt so good. At the last mission, that was so good. It was so well structured. I really enjoyed the game.
0: It
1: was so much build up
0: for that last uh, mission, and then like the execution doesn't fail. It it delivers like everything on it. It's so good.
3: It's so good. It's so so good. And um, (laughs) then I I went and I finished like some of the DLC in Mass Effect Two just to wrap it up. Uh, And then so you got to play.
1: You got to play Arrival then. The Arrival DLC. Oh, I love the Arrival DLC.
3: Yes, it was so also good. the first
1: time I got to play that. But like that, that is like, that's a different ending to Mass Effect Two. That really like, it felt it felt like it fit. Right, um, I loved it. I loved that so much.
3: Yeah, it's it's hard to say anything about it. Without, right. yeah, you can't, it.
1: you can't talk about it. But it's, a, I feel it was a better <laughs> ending to M, to ME Two than the yeah. original ending of ME Two.
3: I agree. I agree. And apparently I'm in for that uh, in Mass Effect 3 as well, a better Mm -hmm. ending than the original ending. Uh, Except I kind of played something out of sequence, and I'm questioning whether I'm going to restart Mass Effect 3 completely with my same file again or not.
1: Well, okay, but let's be honest. When you say out of sequence, from what I understand, you started with the ending DLC of Mass Effect 3.
3: (laughs) Not exactly. (laughs) I did do a few things first. I did... um, So I I did collect uh, a few people. Like I I played it for a good like six, seven hours. And I did a few missions at the beginning before going into that DLC, which I thought was not a DLC at first. If if I'm perfectly honest, it was just an email that I got. And I looked at the email and it said, hey, you should go do this. And I'm like, uh, like I'm already yeah, I was went, at the citadel. I was already at the citadel and I saw the icon and I didn't question it and I'm like okay, I'll just click this. I didn't know it was right. engaging a DLC until it started and then it instantly felt like one. And I'm like, "Oh, right. I guess this is DLC content. Right. Let's play this out." And okay, so this is not exactly a spoiler because if I don't tell you what DLC it is, you won't really know and if you haven't played the game it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but this DLC is basically, okay, You, the way it starts, is like, okay, maybe you should get some rest. You, you're you probably tired. Right. And for, I'm like, that's odd. There's an impending, like, you know, huge thing happening. Why why are they telling me to take some rest? Oh, this must be something that's DLC. You know, that, that's the, right. the train of thought that I had. But I'm like, ah, the, whatever. Might as well go through it. But it doesn't let you, like other missions, it doesn't let you just leave halfway through. Right. You have to go yeah. through the entire thing.
1: Yeah. So th- this is the Citadel DLC is what it's yeah. called. And it's it's really meant to be played right before the ending uh, missions of Mass Effect 3. So, um, yeah, go back. I mean, if I think anybody that has played that DLC and that knows what it does and that knows what it stands for will tell you, even if you have to restart the entire game, you should do that. Wow, because uh, okay. it's it's really really much more powerful when you play it at the right moment. Okay, just, so might, next time you start me? on a Mass Effect three, let me tell you. Just ping me and I'll tell you which ones to play when. Yeah,
3: I should, but I really thought I was just playing normally. I didn't like. I I looked. I didn't realize I was engaging in DLC. Mm-hmm. That's honest mm-hmm. truth. It was kind of incognito. I feel, and this is a little bit uh, of of sass that I'm throwing at the developer. So I apologize uh, in advance for this. But I feel it should have been labeled better, or it could have been right them. and i understand that that's really difficult to do with dlc because when someone buys dlc content they expect to be, have access to it right away like you don't right. know what we discussed this last time or yeah times ago, but or in this specific ago. case really it should have been labeled there should have been uh, like honestly recommended
1: m- do this after or something most dlcs have a specific moment when you should play them like most yeah. of them have just like a spot in the story I'm also giving people a choice.
3: Like, you don't know right. if pe- people, like, have played it before, mm-hmm. lost their safe file, bought the DLC, and just want to play the DLC. Fine, I get it. But, like, give them the choice, but also give them the information necessary to make the decision. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm a little upset. I apologize. I don't, don't, no, don't want to okay. waste, like, 10 hours of gameplay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but you mentioned that as soon as the game told you to uh, take a nap you realize it's a dlc is that how like every dlc starts with a nap in the massive it's it's, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's, just it's very not important. a nap it's uh, like a
3: it's like a break it's like you know you've been fighting a long war you need some um like rest that's what mm-hmm. it was so it's like how about like we're gonna fix up your ship and you go like relax for a bit that's why you can't leave because your ship is being repaired
1: ah okay that makes sense this this is meant this is meant to be the like get ready rest one more time before you go into like the final sequences of the game yes that's where it's meant to be Uh, Mm, let's make sure your ship is okay let's make sure you're okay let's make sure your crew is okay before y'all go and do the thing yeah Uh, and if Osama went like i woke (laughs) up let me
3: take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, it's Anyway, I should have read about it beforehand. It's it's kind I of weird, but it's also I, will,
1: I will get you the list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so did you play something else? <laughs> I, yes, I did. I did. I played
3: this excellent game. It took me completely by surprise. It's called Wildermyth. Um, okay. So Wildermyth just came out uh, June 15th, so a couple of weeks ago, mm. uh, by the time this airs, a little bit more than that, um, on Steam. And it was recommended randomly by someone I had just met in like a networking thing. He's like, hey, maybe you will try this. And usually, like, you know, if you don't know people, recommendations, you don't know if they, you have similar tastes or not. But the way he was describing it was like too good to be true. He said it's the only game he's ever played that felt like a D&D campaign, like in the, in the storytelling. I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. That really sounds like something that's like my cup of tea. So the way it works is that you can start at the beginning, you can create a character or randomly generate a few characters. Uh, it's a tactical uh, strategy game, but very, very light on the combat. It's not That's not the, the core of it. It's mostly a procedurally generated um, narrative game. It's told in comic book panels, uh, and your characters develop through that. The thing is, like the choices that you have, really change the, the trajectory of of the story in a in a very inter- like in a very powerful way. It really feels like storytelling. Like there there's huge decisions that you can make, uh, and they have rippling impact. And one of the reasons they do this is because uh, they're able to do this is because the art they keep it simple. It's beautiful. It's good looking but they keep it simple. So they're able to tell these huge stories with just a comic book panel of a couple of overlaid uh, images, right? So you get the imagery of video games um, without the need to generate millions of assets to be able to tell the stories in all these different directions. So I'm sorry if that's the game designer or like (laughs) slash production uh, pitch, because there's magic there. Like, I'm making it sound like, hey, this is how they did it. Because I can't help it. You know, we're all game devs here, right? We look at a yeah. game and we're like, how, how did they how did they manage to do this? But there's magic there. Like, the story felt like the, you, you generate the personalities of the characters and the choices are are based on that. Uh, I didn't finish a first run, but I started a second run just to see how different uh, the, the game is. I, I played each run for about two, three hours just to see how different. And it's really different. The levels are different. The different um, interactions that you face are different. The different events could lead to, to your characters forming relationships or dying early or uh, etc. One of the other interesting things that I saw by creating a second uh, campaign um, is that they have different campaigns like DD. So you could start, you have different starting points, and the, the stories can end in different ways. And the characters, you have a choice to like re import characters from one campaign to a next. So you can actually like have a a huge story campaign and then take those same characters and pull them into another campaign. I assume, because again I didn't finish the game, but I saw that choice of importing a character. So uh and this is the shocking part you can play a five players multiplayer. So you could actually have like a DD campaign with your friends where the DD part feels like it's being taken care of by the computer and you're just making choices and playing this tactical um rpg like uh, you know three quarters uh, camera view rpg i loved it um the only thing i could say is that the combat other than the mage class was very very simple it's like uh, move here, hit this person. There's not that many. Right. A few actions like push a table on them or something like that. But the mage one is actually very interesting, where you get to like uh, imbue your essence into different objects in the environment and either make them explode or uh, you know do different interactions with them. So that one was pretty cool. But otherwise, you have warrior and you have like ranger. Like I don't remember if that's the actual. Um, uh, Class, but like you know, th- those are the, the roles that you have. So the combat's a little bit light, but really, if you're playing this for sort the of combat, you're doing it wrong. You really should be telling it and playing it for the storytelling because that's where it really, really shines. So the game is Wildermyth, in case you missed the name, highly recommend it. I can't wait to play it with people.
1: It sounds good.
0: Is, is a, it like that a, a lot of fun, actually. Yeah.
1: Is it like, um, is it is it, c- can we easily like, can I get that game now and play it with you? Yeah, yeah it's, it's
3: on Steam. You can buy it off, off Steam. It's on and like, like it, this I don't know if the summer sale is going to still be up by the time the podcast oh, yeah. airs. Uh, it's usually a week and a half, I guess. Uh, so it might be. Right. But I got I'll it like, with the twenty percent discount. I mean, or,
1: basically, yeah. basically, I just really need a video game because I, I thought this week would be Mario Golf Super Rush week, and uh, yeah, it's not very good. No, um, no, it's it's not very good. I mean, the, the, it's it's a good multiplayer game. Okay. Like when you, it's, it's so it's it's uh it's new it's Nintendo's new sports game, and um it's it's golf uh, and and Mario Golf has a pretty good like pedigree right like it's a it's a series with a, with a good history.
3: I've
2: never um, played
1: a
3: Mario Golf. I really should have.
1: Right, and the, and the Mario sports games are pretty good generally. Like Mario Tennis yes. Aces was probably one of my favorite games when the year it came out. Um, Mario golf is it's a pretty fun version of golf uh, yeah, like like Mario style you can do like ridiculous curve balls you can like do really strong spin you can curve a thing you can curve a ball around a tree and then back straight again um, you can do super like uh, hits where super shots where you you know smash through stones or you get a magic star or you turn the balls of other players into like unpredictable spiky things or um and then you run between the balls. So when you hit the ball you you grab your um you grab all your um or your clubs and, and you start running and you can like bump into each other or you can like use abilities against each other. Um and, and and in that part it's it's pretty fun. Um there's three different types of golf. There's standard golf and then there's speed golf and then there's uh, battle golf. And battle golf is kind of like in Mario Kart, if you remember the the battle mode arena. Uh, it's a little bit like that,
3: mm.
1: right? So there's uh, there's different uh, uh, holes, and whoever gets three holes first wins. Um, and you you know, like as I explained it, you you kind of feel the, the there's just there's not there's just not that much. Uh, there's a the different characters, and it's golf. Um, And when you're playing with friends, the chaos is really fun because you can sort of like hit each other, you can hit each other's ball with your special powers, and it it turns into this chaotic madness. There's this adventure mode that's kind of meant as your tutorial, right? As your introduction to the game. And it's kind of structured like an RPG. You go to places, you grab a quest, you solve the quest by playing golf, right? It's kind of miserable. (laughs) like honestly it's it's miserable like you're walking because it's golf right like it's not an rpg quest golf is the kind of game where your big challenge is to be better than yourself or better than whoever you're playing against right Mm -hmm. which means that in golf you can you can be playing and you can go nine holes and eight holes you're minus four right you're under par and you're like super great score And on the ninth hole you accidentally hit it and it like falls off a cliff and now you have to get back off the cliff and you end up at like plus 12, right? Mm -hmm. Which for the the round itself, it's not fun. Um, It's unfortunate. But if that was it, okay. But if you then have to go back and redo the quest and do everything again to get to that same point, it's a little bit too much loss of time. It's like having to restart Mass Effect 2 after you've done like, you know like the first six hours of gameplay it's just not fun um so it's it's a lot of that it's a lot of just sort of like tired have to go back do it again uh yeah i wish i wish i had nicer things to say <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's nintendo pretty but it, it, even that feels a little like I don't know maybe maybe covid got in their way. I don't know what happened here. It's just
3: did you play it multiplayer or just single player?
1: Yeah, no, I played it multiplayer uh, as well and uh, in multiplayer it's definitely better, but it it's not a it's not a solid enough foundation for a multiplayer game. There's not enough to do. There's like six courses, uh, two battle maps and two modes and then like all the different Nintendo characters, but they mostly kind of play similar. Mm. Um like I played one game of every mode, um, multiplayer, and after each man, after each game, I went, "Yeah, that was pretty fun." And then went, I want to play more Mario Tennis,
2: right? right. So, so the game wasn't built even for multiplayer. Like I thought maybe their focus was on multiplayer, and this is why the you know the campaign
1: kind of didn't do right. so
2: well. But it doesn't seem like that, is it?
1: No, it seems like they just didn't have enough time to actually make the game. Which sounds a lot more reasonable, right? Like COVID, <laughs> like all that. Like maybe that was just the problem. the The honest truth is, it feels like a almost game, mm. um, and and it's a little sad to see that come out of out of Nintendo, right? Because you kind of expect the will never release it almost right. Um, I guess there was no option, or it just didn't fit otherwise. Um, it's it's impressively done. Uh, you know what is there the game mechanics are really fun they play off each other really well the core is really good Uh, it just never goes anywhere and they did this thing which i absolutely hate which is that you unlock multiplayer content by playing the campaign um which is horrifying (laughs) because the campaign is terrible so um yeah i try not to talk too much about games i don't like but uh, mario golf is so close to good that it's extra frustrating you know (laughs) Yeah, like, I,
2: re- I really don't like it when games force you to play single player to unlock multiplayer content or vice versa. Like there's right. very different player motivations here. There's no reason to force the players into both of them. I feel right. it's a very weird design choice. Unless they, as you said, they wanted the game to feel more like a complete package due to a short of time. Right. But I think that's a, yeah, I'm not sure if that's a very great decision for the game.
1: Right. And then the campaign mode—it even like even though there's a lot of content in terms of places you go, you go to like six different biomes with all these different holes. But the holes were clearly there already because they're also a multiplayer. Aww. I feel like it might be possible that they had the multiplayer mode, realized that that wasn't enough content, decided to add the campaign mode, and then to make sure the campaign mode gets played, lock multiplayer to it. Aww, it doesn't feel good. like this was an original thing because the the campaign mode is just very bare bones. There's characters they stand still, they barely move. Uh, they have one sentence of text. You know, it's, that kind of thing.
3: It's so unlike uh, Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo actually yeah, like, takes the time it, fe- it needs.
1: Right. It felt off. It doesn't feel super joyful. The, the golf itself, when it's good, it feels great. But yeah. um, there's no good reason to play the golf. Anyway, I, I want to stop talking bad about a game. I don't like talking bad about games. Uh, somebody somebody picked t- this up for me. Let me, talk,
0: let me talk good about a game. I played, okay. Yes, thank you. I played a bunch of uh, Knockout City. No. oh have you guys uh, heard about this game before yeah yeah
1: yeah it's, uh, i downloaded it
0: i can't wait to play it yeah we should play it together actually because yeah. I, like uh, when i'm playing it with in a random squad it's fun but like synchronizing with friends over this i think it would be a lot of fun let's set it uh, up uh, yeah but I, yeah i would like us like i have the four because we can play up to four players in a squad so we can uh, go together That's and perfect. i'm playing on ps5 as well so i know it's uh the main machine for both of you guys uh, yeah, so uh, Knockout City is basically. Uh, I don't know if you get when you guys grew up, did you watch a cartoon called the Ramiel Multahib? It
1: doesn't sound familiar, it's like I mean, it I know, sounds like it, my name, of course, but <laughs> Ramye, Ramye <Al-Multahib>. yeah. <laughs> it's
0: uh, it's an anime, it's a dodgeball anime, basically.
1: Oh, uh, oh wait, I might have seen that.
0: Yeah, like they, you know, like they have like they're wearing the shirt that has a fire, right. on right? And uh, yep, the ca- yep, main yep, 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 a yep. kid; his hair is like is on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember but that.
0: This game is not as anime, unfortunately. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, it's not by by a Japanese developers, so I don't think that would have feel authentic anyway.
1: Right, <laughs>
0: but it still like has a lot of ridiculous fun. So uh, it's uh, you play in a squad. You, there's balls lying around. You grab the ball, and you need to smack them in other people's face. That's the principle of it. Um, people have a health bar that consists of two hits. You get hit twice, you get knocked out, you get knocked out a bunch of times, you lose the game mode. And it can be like, it's a team deathmatch of uh, balls in the face.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: um, and like, you know, they, they have like a lot of these mechanics in which like, um, a ball is thrown at you, but if you time, a, you, there's another button to catch it. And if you time the catch correctly, then um, it supercharges uh, the ball so that uh, the next throw is faster, which reminded me of a game uh, you and I used to play, Rami, uh, called uh, Lethal League.
1: Yeah, Lethal League.
0: Lethal League, remember that? We we played a bunch of
1: that. (laughs) At an event on the show floor with 50 people (laughs) watching. (laughs) we're all supposed to be doing something more important we're supposed to do some work but we we had the break
0: Uh, (laughs) but like you know lethal league like you know you can throw the ball and then you hit it and if you hit it at the right time it gains more speed and then the more you lobby it the faster and faster it goes and this kind of has that so there's a bunch of like, you know, smaller, so like, you know, the general mechanics of the game, they're easy to pick up. There's no like individual characters and every character have their own special skills or whatnot. There's uh, different types of balls. There's a ball that does an AOE effect. There's a ball that is a homing missile and all of these things. So those kind of spice things up. But a lot of like the added depth of the game comes from like how you master the main skills, which is like, can you um, throw the ball when the character least expected? Can you um, fake a throw and then catch it again? And can you um, do a spin and, uh, and do, do a throw? Can you pass it to a teammate just about when you throw it? Or one of my personal favorites, can you turn yourself into a ball and then have one of your teammates throw you at an enemy, which would cause like an instant uh, knockout? So there's a lot of um, added depth that comes from mastering the core mechanics and a bunch of other depth that comes from Um, knowing the the stages and the stages have like you know a bunch of they remind me of Splatoon in which like there's a lot of verticality there's a bunch of like you know ups and downs there's uh, secret passageways there's shortcuts and there's stuff like that so uh, lots of fun Uh, and I think um, you know that the next step is like uh, Osama said I just want to do it with friends that's the that's the next step from there
2: do the characters have different abilities, or it's more about, as you mentioned, like general skills and stage knowledge? To oh, there's get no, the there's
0: game? no different characters actually. You just make your own. Ah, okay. That's you just cool. make your own, and you customize it. And um, there's a lot of focus on like you know um, customization, um, skills and stuff like that. So like um, there's a lot in the game about you know unlocking different jackets and different haircuts and, uh, and no facial hair, unfortunately. So I could not make myself yet. I, I made a ball character. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I could not make a ball character with a beard just yet. But you know, hopefully, you know, some more beard support will come <laughs> uh, to the game. So that's that's been that's been a bunch of fun. Um, I also play, I also watch a TV show, um, on Netflix. Um, it's a, it's a Netflix special called uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. You guys seen this one?
1: Yeah, that was very good
0: really really good so really um, good. Uh, i mean it's one of those things that i you know that i liked a lot but i have a hard time recommending just because it's like one of those things when you're laughing along and you go like oh god this is so dark
1: right <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh,
0: and like you know like if you're not in the right state of mind this could not you know this could not be that entertaining it's uh, too much on the nose and uh i don't know if it's too soon or not but I kind of enjoyed it. So, like, you know, Bo Burnham started his career basically on YouTube as a stand-up comedian. And this Netflix special, he directed, uh, wrote, produced, wrote the music for, and filmed and edited all completely in his home during the COVID pandemic without any kind of crew or audience. It was just him in his uh, living room, basically. And he's just, like, uh, writing comedy and uh, writing a lot of songs super catchy songs by the way so like uh there's a part of it in which he's depicting his deteriorating mental health uh, and like you know which is like you know kind of relatable for a lot of people that spent a you know a long period of time at home during the pandemic that's the, that's the part that makes it hard to um uh to recommend but at the same time a lot of his social commentary about like um instagram or video game streaming and stuff like that—they're just uh, so on the money and um, funny that uh, that I kind of enjoy. The songs are kind of catchy; they're like running on my Spotify now quite a bit. So,
2: <laughs> is it like a Netflix uh, special, or is it like a series of episodes? How it's a Netflix episodes? special. Uh, like ah, I said, okay.
0: he recorded the whole thing mm. uh, while he at home, so it's a, it's a special, but it's also an album. Ah, okay, that you can find on uh, Spotify. Uh, pretty good stuff like i was I, like uh, i saw i, was, he was, I like, was
1: impressed it was genuinely uh like he, he touched on so much that was just it feels like a true like portrait of the period of time that we were in with the with so quarantine true. and it's like it, it was poignant it was genuinely i mean yeah. there's a bunch of stuff in there where i got like oh we really have to go there but like beyond that like Mm-hmm. um it felt very genuine it felt very sincere it felt very true and even the parts that i didn't like i appreciated for how true they probably are for a lot of people so uh yeah i you know you just kind of sit there somewhere between laughing and crying and uh, yeah. like feeling seen right
0: yeah it's um he hits a lot of these topics right on the nose right, right. uh which i think is uh really solid
1: I just can't look at any white woman's Instagram anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that song is very funny. Like <laughs> yeah. White White Women's Instagram is is hilarious. Like he goes through the 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 stuff of like, you know, photos doing this or that. I'm like, yep, yep, I can recognize all it's, of these things.
1: It's funny because there was a tweet like a year and a half, two years ago that was like, if you ever want to see the world without people, uh check a check a straight guy's Instagram. And I looked at my own Instagram. <laughs> And it's so true. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> barely any humans in any of those photos. Where did you, humanity go,
2: Rob? I'm checking mine right now. Let me see. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes, no
0: people. There's a dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was really shocking. But yeah, it turns out that Instagram sort of like homogenizes people. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, but hey, uh, yeah, no, what a great, what a great show.
2: I always found it fascinating like how uh, comedians are attracted to going to dark places because like I haven't watched the especially you guys are talking about but you mentioned several times like you're not sure uh, if it's too soon or the topics are like too dark but like I always found comedians brains most probably made of something else. They're always like attracted to these like dark things and they find the humor in them. Yeah. So yeah I, th- I think I'm gonna definitely watch that it seems like it's sort of my my sort of humor. Yeah, I mean, right. like
0: there's some you know some serious topics that comedians you know touch on, and like they they manage it in uh, in, in the same way because, uh, you know, like there's a sh- another show on Netflix I really like called BoJack Horseman, mm. which is a you know fun very funny show, but it also dabbles in like very dark subject matter. So right. <laughs> it's one of those that like I like it, but you know approach with hey. with <laughs> okay.
1: Question: I'm, I'm just, I'm just watching the, the names pop up on the screen as we're talking. Fuzzy, so, why do you type your last name with an E, and why does Feroz <laughs> type it with a U? Like, what is ha- What is happening?
0: Man, we get that uh, so much. Uh, so <laughs> that's the funniest thing um, in um, in the Middle East. Almost all uh, all the paperwork it's based on like your, your, na- your name in Arabic script. Right. So, um, you know, you know, on official documents, when you file for like, you know, renewal or stuff like that, it's always, um, in Arabic script. Right. So, um, so the dude at, uh, that was doing, uh, that had our passports made, um, um, I think he just decided, so like all the passports, they will have the the name in Arabic script, but then there's also the name in English. And for the name in English, the dude there just wrote whatever he thought the spelling sounds like.
1: Right. Yeah, fair. That happened to my dad as well, actually, something like that.
0: Because like, you know, Um, like the different dialect could pronounce the same thing differently. Because, like you know, our last name, Musmar, in some dialects could be pronounced Musmar or Mesmar. Yeah, uh, they're all the right. They're all this, the same thing in Arabic, but different dialects pronounce it differently.
1: Right, because and and you two moved separately from each other, didn't you?
0: No, no. So <laughs> that's the funny part is that by the time I realized that my last name is different than the rest of the family, I was like, I'm need, gonna need to now change my uh, university certificate, all of my school certificates. It's gonna be such a mess and um i'm not sure about um <laughs> how that uh, like you know people complain about bureaucracy in some countries in europe uh, bureaucracy in the middle east is on a totally different level when it comes to paperwork (laughs)
1: it's it's a different level and it's also less like it's less predictable
0: very less predictable i I think
2: like that that guy in the government office accidentally started the new family tree so now there's like the (laughs) (laughs) miss mars is the first like generation in the first of my name
0: (laughs) yeah. <laughs> so like my, name, no, so- my last name is like none of my family at this point but i was like i'm not gonna go through the hassle of bureaucracy of changing it,
1: it? So, right
0: but i think so- I've, I've always
2: found it hilarious like the amount of funny situations this creates because people like don't really adjust to the difference in the last names. And if you're outside the Middle East, a lot of people are trying to be like culturally sensitive. They don't want to be right. racist because they see the last names are very similar, but they're not going to say, Hey, are you guys brothers? Right. Cause that could like go right. really bad. If like, <laughs> <actually abort. laughs> the, funny, the funniest one that we uh, ran into, we, we were working together in a, I think that was back at GameLoft. Uh, game loft. Yeah. and uh it, this keeps happening often people don't realize that we're brothers even though like we usually tell people we send emails <laughs> whatever but it just doesn't a lot you of people sound alike yeah <laughs> that, that as well Um uh, yeah so there was uh this guy that was like came over and he was telling me like ah i didn't realize like uh, you and foezy were brothers and i was like yeah yeah it's because we have uh you know a different last name and he's like yeah i thought you guys were Cousins, I was like, "Why?" I was like, it's "Because you guys have the same last name, but one letter is different." I was like, "No, I don't think this is how cousins are supposed That's not to how work." It works. <laughs> yeah.
1: The further away from the further away you are from people, the more your letters change. That's how it works.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, but yeah, no, it's it's transliteration that happened then. Like the 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 people that tried to translate your name trans like transliterated it differently, right? They tried to put the Arabic sounds into Latin letters and kind of didn't do it exactly right pretty
0: much because they were like it all sounds the same so might as well right (laughs)
1: mesmar musmar same thing same thing what's what's the (laughs) difference no my my when my dad moved to the netherlands he um so his his full name uh i mean his name is ibrahim right Mm -hmm. um and then his um His father's name was Mahmoud Hanafi, and then his father's name was Ismail, and then so on and so on and so on, right? (laughs) Um, So when he moved to the Netherlands, they just kind of looked at his name, and he had six names. And they looked at it, and and they went, that's too much, sir. We can't put that on our passport. Um, And then, uh, you know, this was decades ago. They didn't really have standardized last names much in Egypt. Uh, So they basically ended up just giving him a last name. (laughs) They're wow. like, this one is your last name now. He's like, what? <laughs> what? It's okay, I guess. And that's and that's how I ended up Ismail. Um, but yeah, everything after that is off the passport as well. You can't print names after a last name in Europe. So uh, yeah. But this is why, yeah, like, you know, like there's
0: something probably worth pointing out is that uh, when you said so forth and so forth, for a lot of my friends who are not from the Middle East, they don't really understand, you know, how my name works because. Uh, there's another Fawzi in my name, which is my grandfather's name. Uh, right. So they're like, there's two Fawzi's here. Which is your last name? What is your full name? We don't understand what right. the <laughs> I, when they're like, look at my password. Because, like, you know, Middle Eastern names, they're hereditary. So it's like, right. um, it's your first name, there's your father's name, there's your grandfather's name, there's your family right. name. We call it right. like the, the four piece name or Ism al in Arabic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you know, we don't have the same concept of a middle name.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> it's like when, yeah, when the outside of the I was like, "What? Your your middle name is also Fauzi? How? how What's yeah. what going on?"
1: <laughs> yeah. No, those are just names, right? That's the weird thing. You're like, in, you'd be like Rami, and then if there's two Ramis, you'll find some way to distinguish the Ramis, right? Yeah. And if you really can't find anything, then you'll just go with the father's name, yeah. right? So I was always, I was usually just Rami the tall one or Rami the Dutch. Right. In Rami Asia. the Dutch. It's like you're a Rami conqueror. It's, it's,
0: it's like a conqueror. Rami the Dutch Rolendi. approached with his <laughs> army. To,
1: to, to, be, to be fair, they usually went with Holendi, which doesn't sound as conquerish. <laughs>
0: no, Sounds no. a
1: bit like a discount store. Right. Rami Holendi. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can buy some cheap goods at Rami Holendi. <laughs> go get it. He always. He always, he always undercharges. He's a bad negotiator, goes by a right? Uh, that's, that's how that's you get them. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the three times that I, the price. <laughs> the thing that I
2: liked about having like the, the the name Rubai, the forename thing, is like now, whenever I have uh, foreign pa- like, uh, paperwork in uh, Sweden, my first name is basically the first three names, and my last name is Musmar, it's right? Just the last name. So it's really hilarious when you go to a clinic and then you're waiting on your line and then the nurse comes out and they try to call your name. And they right. see this, basically, this newspaper, like basically. Yeah. They, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was like, and they tried to, I feel really sorry for them because they're trying to be nice. They're trying to pronounce this properly. And I was like, oh no, they just put you in my first name, my dad's name. And my. Like, <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, halfway through, I stand up. I was like, it's me, it's me. You can stop, Yeah. Imagine like how
0: confused she would be if she was like, you know, the patient was like, like Egyptian.
1: And like most, right.
0: like a lot of Egyptian names is Mahmoud, Ahmed, Mahmoud, Mahmoud. Or like Mahmoud, Ahmed, Hamada, Mahmoud.
1: That's, that's basically, like I, I, have, I, have, uh, I have Mahmoud, Hanafi, and Mansour in the seven names that I have, right? Oh, wow. Like uh, just uh, all, of, all of those. And it's just like, okay, good luck. Have, like have fun with that. Most people <laughs> just call me by my last name, to be honest. They look at, yeah. the, they look at the paperwork and they go like, Mr. Ismail? Yeah. Ismail? And I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's me. And I wait until, <laughs> I, if there's other Arabs in the room, I wait to see if anybody get, stands up because they're actually <laughs> called Ismail. But uh, yeah, if I'm the only Arab in the room and somebody goes Ismail, it's just like, yeah, I guess that's, that's me. Uh, <laughs> but but everything I own, the, the letters are like, R E M H Ismail, and I'm like, oh my god.
2: Yeah, <laughs> do you get the same issue when uh, people like try to pronounce your name properly, but then they add like extra letters? So, like, uh, people say, okay, I, I want to pronounce your name for us properly, it's, say how it is, and I say for us, and they go, and I was like, why did you?
0: Where did that come from? And I find it
1: it's usually because they can't pronounce a certain letter the way we're pronouncing it, and an extra sound comes out. Um, I have that with uh, with Mahmoud, right? Because hmm. it's a ha, and and the Western people just can't make that sound, so they go Mahmoud, and I'm like, where did the G come from? What did the... I literally just breathe it out? Air Mahmoud. They're like Mahmoud. I'm like, where did? No, no, no. Stop the. This actually takes more effort to make the G sound than it takes to do the H sound. Do less effort. And I go, Mah, Mahmoud. I can't even do it. And they just like overstress the H. And I'm like, no, no, it's a soft H. <laughs> it's a mess. It's beautiful. But like extra <laughs> sounds happen. Um, my dad's name, uh, Ibrahim, uh, somehow got translated with an E at the start. So it's Ebrahim now, mm-hmm. uh, which is also weird because normally you go with Abraham or Ibrahim with an I, but like, Hmm. so basically just across transliteration, ridiculous stuff happened. Yeah, Uh, yeah, getting people to pronounce, uh, getting people to pronounce my name has always been fun. This was actually a huge issue when I got the GDC award back in 2018. Um, I won a Game Developers Choice Award, right? Uh, Ambassador Award was what it was called. Sweet. And uh, I got an Iranian guy to introduce me, uh, Puriya Torkant. And Apoli uh, is an old friend of mine. worked at Guerrilla Games back in the Netherlands, and now he works at Bungie in the U.S. and He's just the loveliest human. Um, and I asked him to introduce. <laughs> I, I asked him to introduce me, but his his heritage obviously doesn't speak Arabic. He speaks Farsi,
2: yeah.
1: right? And they pronounce things a little differently, so. He was going to introduce me and we we agreed we were going to be two brown people on the stage, which was already cool, right? The GDC <laughs> stage. Um, and it will be a, a brown person giving an award to a brown person. And we thought that was cool. And it will be a person with sort of our culture and heritage, even though, you know, Iranian culture and, and, and uh, North African Arab culture, Middle Eastern culture, they're all distinct. I think there's still a sense of kinship somewhat between them. <laughs> um, so we just thought all of that was really cool. And then we got to okay, how, how do I introduce you? And I was like, just go Rami Ismail. And he's like, no, no, you have more names. Give me all your names. So I gave him all my names. And <laughs> um, and then my dad came to the award ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> and Podia was sitting next to my dad. I mean, that's like, and Podia just goes like, so I pronounce his name, Rami Ibrahim Mahmoud Hanafi Ismail Masoor Ali Frey. And my dad just looks at me and says, no, no, let me teach you how to say this. and they just sat there for like the 20 minutes before the award ceremony
0: i mean if his name is gonna be read on stage it's gotta be read
1: correctly his name yeah it's his name as well after rami everything is also his name and he's just like no 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 if some if somebody's gonna say my name in america i flew all the way to america my dad is not a big fan of america i flew all the way to america (laughs) to sit in an American room with American people and I'm going to hear my name. I'm going to hear it said properly.
2: <laughs> I can imagine your dad directing him, like the guy saying, right. is like more intensity. More intensity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, they, mostly, they mostly got stuck on the H for Mahmoud.
0: Right.
1: Uh, right. And uh, that's why I had to think of it. And when, when poria was on stage saying my name, when he said Mahmoud, he actually looked at my dad. Uh, you can see it in the video. He's like looking at my dad, going like, did I do it right? Can I go back to that table? Or can I go to a different table?
2: <laughs> <The> poor guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Never seen the man that nervous. He's a very chill guy. He's a producer. He can make anything happen under any circumstance. He will do the thing and he will send you a message that just says, produced. Yeah. Right? He's that kind of person. Uh, but this, I've never seen this man sweat so much. He was nervous.
0: He just got encountered with, a, with an Arab father. That's a totally right. different level of horror. Right. <laughs> I imagine, but like, put the flip-flops
1: on the table just in case he
0: makes a mistake.
1: Mahmoud, and it's just like, just from the other side of the room, you just see this slipper, just like...
0: Yeah, there's a ship-ship sniping on the stage. (laughs) 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 You know what what I like about Arabic names generally, though, is that um, um, not all... So like, there's a lot of names that come, you know, from the Quran and religious names and whatnot. But there's a lot of names that also predate that. They're that not biblical names. They're just names mm-hmm. of stuff that come from the Arabic environment that are, you know, still used till these days. Like some of these names are thousands of years old at this point. Um, some of them are yeah. easy to like. Safe you well, know, means sword. Osama right. means lion. Uh, right. Stuff like that. That you know, it's still a very common name, but it's like you know, a couple of thousand years old is still um, in use.
1: Right, yeah, Rami, Rami's archer. Archer, Or, or somebody, for somebody who throws far. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, my name is, like, the person who wins a lot. Or or Victor, as I would like to translate it.
1: <laughs> There's a difference between Victor think... and, like, the person that doesn't give up at Monopoly.
0: How did you know? We never <laughs> played Monopoly. I mean,
1: I can guess. I can guess.
2: <laughs> I was thinking, I think my name means it's the person that has uh, foresight. Uh-huh. Or it could also mean... Obviously, the majority of Arab names end up being a lion <laughs> right. or a wildcat or something like I, that. But I'm going to stick with the Foresight name, which is kind of cool. But what I discovered, though, is uh, like once, once I teach people the meaning of my last name, so Musmar, uh, the meaning of it is Nail, obviously. You discover that the same level of intelligent jokes is universal. So when I was back in uh, school, everyone was like, you know, if they want to tease you, they got to use yeah, my last name. Yeah. Like, oh, where's, where's, the, where's the shakush? Where's the hammer? All that sort of stuff. And, and you relocate to the other side <laughs> of the world and you're like I'm never gonna hear this joke ever again I feel great <laughs> and then like you know we're one night out with your friends and then you explain your last name it's like oh <laughs>
0: Musmar means nail where's the hammer
2: <laughs> and I was like I never got first that first time joke. I, I <laughs> hear it
0: in my life
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the the, the the worst thing about Rami is two things in the western world it sounds a bit like mommy which means <laughs> whenever there's a kid yelling for a mom yeah. I'm saying, like what who needs <laughs> me <laughs> Right? And like just instant stress just comes up. There's always um, kids
0: yelling for you. Mommy, help yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, what? Who, who's, who's hurting? Which kid do I help? How do they know me? Uh, this could be like uh, an
2: equivalent of spider senses, basically. So like when a kid is right. actually in trouble, like they know they, they're drowning. It's like, mommy, mommy. You just jump in and save them. That
1: would be a very strange Florida man. <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
0: It's one of the nicest like um, uh, when when Rami calls my name, it was like one of the few times, you know, like I hear my name being pronounced correctly. <laughs> yeah. In an Fousy. event. Yeah, it was like, ah, oh, oh somebody somebody pronounced it yeah. correctly. It's like so, yeah. so, so nice for a change. <laughs>
1: it's it's weird because Rami and, and Rami aren't that far apart, but you yeah. hear it instantly. Yeah, Rami. Right? It, like I, the difference yeah. is so so huge. You're just like, Rami, yeah. <gasps> somebody said my name. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but like, people go, you know, you meet people and they go, like So how do I say your name? I'm like, Just Rami is fine. T- right? And they're like, No, but how do I properly say? I'm like, Rami. They're like, I, uh, Okay, so Rami is fine, right? I'm like, Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember like uh, a guy that I used to work with uh, wanted to learn how to say hello in Arabic. And I told him, I say marhaba. Marhaba is like, you know, an offensive way to say hello. And he's like, Okay, sure. Al marhaba, marhaba. He learned it. The next day, I'm sitting on my desk, I'm, you know, minding my business. The guy comes over, and he looks at me, and he says, Mihibi. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I was like <laughs> And I was like, what What do you mean? He's like, ah, it's, it means hello, right? Like, you told me this yesterday. I was like, yes, I did tell you this yesterday. It's it's Varah, was that made me. It's just like, we have this chat with a group of people. We call it the
0: Mehebbi chat. We just call it <laughs> <laughs> Mehebbi all the time. Faraz <laughs> gets, like, uh, the funniest pronunciations of his name. <laughs> what,
2: what do you get? Uh, they range from Faraz to Ferras to uh, for us. But it's never for us. It's interesting.
1: It's never for us. Is it ever Ferris? Because that's a valid name as well.
2: Yeah, that's that's the part actually that's interesting. So all of the other weird pronunciations out of mind as soon as someone calls me Ferris, I just step in and I say like, yep, yeah, yeah. you have to fix that's this. not it.
1: <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a problem. This is not my name. I have a different name. <laughs> It's the only other valid name. I get Ramsey. Uh, for Ramsey, I also step in. Right. If, I, if I get Ramsey, I'm like, no, no, anything but Rumsey. Yeah. Well, I like Ramsey. It's just the you know, and whenever people pronounce my name wrong, it usually means nothing. Yeah, it's a so mispronunciation, it's a bad, not another yeah, name. Yeah, it's not not me. It's just yeah. not right. Yeah. Well, Ramsey is like no, I'm not Ramsey. You, will I also get Romney i get offended at that yeah, one. yeah.
2: <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't
1: yeah it's, it's not even that i don't like romney's if there's any romney's listening i have no problem with you uh, it's just that's the wrong language and the wrong name like I, it's a little, i'm not okay like Romzi, okay that works in arabic but romney like listen better like, <laughs> do you, do you it, get people trying to
2: sell you on the other name like some people would call me Ferris and I would like, you know, step in and fix it. And they'd say, oh, what does Ferris mean? I was like, yeah, it means a knight, actually. And they were like, well, that's a better name. Why should, why should I call you Ferris? I was like, what? <laughs> 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 this, this
1: is the part where an argument. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you look like a bob. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> say- <laughs> It's just a better name. It's shorter, three letters. You only have to remember two letters. The first one and the last one are the same. It's easier. Uh,
2: I would remember no, this comeback next no offense time. To,
1: it's yeah. No offense to anybody that's listening named Bob. Bob is also a great name, folks. Don't worry. Um, but yeah. No, you want to I, I, – I know Osama would want to tell the story, but uh, Fauzi, you, you – Think he? Yeah. I guess he disconnected.
0: No, Osama uh, just texted me. He said he's got some internet uh, outage at his place, uh. and uh, we're too far into the recording to stop it. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I'll, I'll tell this story on behalf of Osama then. Oh, he, he I love this
0: because he would listen. He would hear it, and he can do right. nothing about this. <laughs> so,
1: so Osama told me a story once that when he would play games on uh, the arcade, he would always have to put. Uh, he would always have to type his name as o d d as odd He was very proud of that, and people would ask him <laughs> why and it's because his name is Osama Dorius, but his middle name is dorius oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> that 's pretty
1: cool so he 's osama dorius dorius which i I would love to know more of the story of how he ended <laughs> up with two dorius's Uh, you're gonna
0: need to grill him in on this at least i have a reason why there's two
1: two thousands in my name right Uh, right. i mean
0: like you know i'm named after my granddad and my granddad passed away when my mom was pregnant with me so it's custom right that's
1: that's yeah that's a custom like tradition
0: uh but like two doriases there that's a story
1: (laughs) that's a story right i don't know like i i know i when it comes to names most that i know is that in my family they had sort of a my grandma and grandfather on the Egyptian side, they kind of had a rule that all the guys' names would start with an A and all the women's names would start with an S. And they kept to that even though they had 12 children. At some point, I would go like, this is too complicated.
0: That's very impressive, though. You'll run out of names eventually. (laughs) (laughs) But I imagine if I'm
2: having like 12 kids and I have a system... By the time I'm pregnant with the 12th kid, I'll be really nervous. Like, okay, what, what should I do? What if I can't find the name? That's uh, <laughs> tricky. Uh, right.
1: But I, I don't think <laughs> just sitting there with a sitting <laughs> there with a dictionary. Just like, We've well, used all at, of these.
0: As you would run out of names, we also run out of time. For this Aww. episode. Aww. Uh, well uh, done, though. Well <laughs> done. Do Beautiful transition. See those those mm. transitions, right? We don't have Osama here, so. Uh. Yeah,
1: just to really cheer it on. <laughs>
0: cheer it on. Um, yeah. Firas, um, where can people find you if they want to follow you or something?
2: Ah, oh, sweet. So I've recently joined the world of Twitter. I think it's been two weeks. I'm, we are very I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think people have been lovely so far. So I'm going to maintain my innocence for uh, now. <laughs> I
1: think everyone has. Yeah, just Stay stay under 100 followers. <laughs>
2: uh, I jumped that gun already, which is kind of nice. I, I, think, uh, I think people are cool.
1: Uh, I don't know.
2: Do people call it a handle? I'm saying my handle. at
0: f- yes, Yeah, your handle. Sweet. So drop it. Drop your handle, man. Drop my
2: handle. At f musmar with a u, the proper way to write musmar. With a u.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we're not doing this. We're not. We're not doing this. enon. <laughs> <here. laughs>
2: and uh, yeah, I think that's where you can find me. There's obviously uh, LinkedIn, the internet. If you're playing games <laughs> online, on mostly Battlefield these days, since we're uh, working hard on shipping Battlefield 2042. I'm excited to see everyone on the battlefield. And most probably any other online game. I might be just there, either being killed or killing the person that I'm
0: playing with. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> <game>. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this, uh, on this journey of a podcast. It's, uh, it's been um, over six months. Rami, can you believe that? It's now
1: the 25th episode.
0: Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Really, 25. congratulations, and, guys. Like, it's I really mean,
1: good. <laughs> it's if you skip the like 30 episodes we did for ramadan but like if you know <laughs> yeah there's 25 there's main that. episodes of the habibis uh yeah thanks for everybody who just you know keeps keeps tuning in and keeps listening uh and is in the discord and in on twitter and you know sending us messages it's yeah. it's been really cool to create this little home on the internet
0: yeah join us on the discords it's discord.thehabibis.com and send us emails at info at uh, but yeah, tune, uh, tune in next week for more of the Habibis uh, straight to your podcasting application of choice. But for now, <laughs> Salam.
1: Salam. Hey, Osama. <laughs> <laughs> Salam, Yorabi. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you, y'all didn't notice,
3: but <laughs> not right away at least, but at some point I lost power. And um, yeah, it just, everything went black. So I scrambled to try to get back online. And the first thing I could think of was to come back on my phone. Um, the, but that came with a challenge too, because my, I guess my phone's, my, we have the same phone, but my phone's microphone isn't that great. Right? And then my kids emerged from their rooms. And made a lot of noise, <laughs> just as the power came back, and
1: it was a mess. It was a mess. It, well, I, 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 I managed to tell the story about your name. Oh, like Osama Doria Stories? Osama oh, Doria. <laughs> yeah, I managed to tell. I don't know if I did it justice, but I that know. is
3: a good story. I, I like honestly, uh, I love telling the story. So, uh, like, how it starts. Uh, You know,